welcome to another episode of The Expert. The pandemic has been an extremely difficult time for people and businesses around the world, and Central Alberta is no exception. This week, The Expert welcomes representatives from Lacombe's business community to talk about how they have adapted their businesses and their lives around the global crisis. We hope you enjoy the show. So welcome all to the expert there. I, if we could just start off by, by each one of you want to introduce yourself and who you're representing. Maybe Monica, you want to start? Sure. My name is Monica Bartman and I am the executive director for the Lacombe and District Chamber of Commerce. Absolutely. I'm Riley Kay and uh, we own Cilantro and Chive and Moe's Pizza here in downtown Lacombe. And my name's Hans Doof, and I'm one of the owners here at Blind Man Brewing in Lacombe. Absolutely. Thank you all for coming on. We just wanted to maybe have a conversation about how businesses in Lacombe and in Central Alberta have been, have been forced to adapt to the COVID-19 pandemic. And maybe if we can start off by getting uh, just maybe how your initial responses to in, the, in the, the days and weeks after March 17th, when it was officially announced the pandemic, uh, maybe Monica, you'd be best to start off with just how, what did you see in the the Lacombe business community on just how quickly people were forced to adapt and what that kind of entailed? Mm -hmm. I think that you know those first couple weeks when they announced that it was a pandemic, that was kind of when people started you know working from home if they were able to, uh, making that transition wherever possible and taking those kinds of steps and you know within less than 14 days of that announcement they uh, mandated non-essential businesses to close as well and I mean business owners especially small business owners are used to making a lot of decisions on a regular basis they're making changes they're adapting to the environment and the needs of their customers and their clients but this was kind of next level decision making and within days of that announcement of non-essential businesses having to close they had to uh, make again some pretty significant decisions you know do we do we close outright do we try to adopt a different model by doing curbside pickup or delivery is that even possible depending on on the business it may not be feasible or they may not have the capacity to do that and so um, i think that's why in a lot of cases we saw some of our local businesses here take a bit of time initially they did sort of close everything uh, maybe for a week or so or a few days and take a little bit more time to put a plan in place um, but uh, yeah, just, I mean, two, two weeks to completely change your business model is, is a little, um, a little overwhelming and that's saying it lightly. And I'm sure Riley and Hans can both speak to that because, uh, they've, they've both um, made significant changes. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe Riley, if you want to start off, if you want to talk about, yeah, those significant changes and what that was like to have to change everything so quickly. 
it it yeah it changed drastically uh rather quickly too and from our perspective we wanted to make sure that we weren't adding to any of the concerns or impacting our guests in a negative way we we have a lot of people that come from edmonton and calgary and, and surrounding areas that come through our doors we wanted to make sure that we were minimizing any of the risk to our local community as well as our guests that were coming through so i mean saturday the announcements were coming through i think it was uh 14th and they weren't going to cancel schools and then that sunday they made that announcement we came in late and rearranged our seating to try and decrease it by 50 percent on our own and then uh that monday morning we knew we needed to make the change to uh, to minimize people coming into our space that first week of doing uh pickup and delivery was phenomenal we had an ex amazing response from our guests in the community but at one point we had quite a few people in our space and very in a confined area doing pickup and we knew that we had to make some changes there even more so to, to minimize any potential risk to our team and those people that were there so we closed down for three weeks in order to research online ordering and online platforms and, and try and make those changes close down both shops and then reopen them three weeks later with a, a new online platform where we can pay in have our guests pay and we can have control and adjust and modify the menu items and selections and we've been able to roll out a few different menu options and a few different drink options with the government relaxing the laws for uh for us to be able to do off sales which has been huge for us with over 200 craft beers being able to having those sitting downstairs in the cooler was a little bit painting while we were closed for those three weeks but now we're able to get those going and get those into people's hands but it it was one of the Every day was one of the hardest decisions. Every single step of the way, um, we we laid off the majority of our team, and that uh, one of the things that we've always proud uh, prided ourselves on was making sure that uh, we were looking after our team and looking after their families, and not just paychecks, but dance lessons, car payments, and all of a sudden it was taken out from underneath of us, and that that was really tough for us. Absolutely. There, you maybe Hans, you maybe want to talk a little bit about the changes Blind Men Brewing had to to make off the bat. Um, yeah, like uh, the first, we have a tap room as well, and uh, those changes we're rolling out. So, uh, as as Riley mentioned, we we kind of follow the same way uh, mandate as as what happened with with Riley and the restaurant scene so we had to uh decrease our our occupancy and and uh we were seeing less people in the in the tap room so and then when when they said uh closing the tap room and uh we thankfully are still we are kind of a hybrid business so we our tap room so it's a place where you can have a have a pint and have a a drink on premise but you can actually have we have a liquor store too, so we're we still have uh, people able to come into our into our tap room for off sales only. So we are still able to have that, which is fantastic for us. And uh, uh, but but that hit, had a big impact. So right off the bat, we um, we laid off our tap room staff, and then we said, well, we need to thin everything and just get beer out the back door uh not not the front door not the tap room so 
uh, and then we staffed uh, the tap room kind of just by ourselves as, as we went. Um, we kind of, our initial react, like with restaurants closing, uh, that's a huge percent of our business is, is drop beer sale, sales. Um, so we were like bracing for it. And then uh, we actually Snake Lake uh, put on, on their social media. I think for the first one I saw is that they're doing home delivery service. And uh, we, it's hilarious, it, it's, it's weird, but we didn't even know that we could do that. And it was on our license from, from day one. So we were able to, uh, we implemented that within 24 hours is the home delivery service and all of our sales staff in Edmonton and Calgary that were looking for something to do because we, they can't sell the restaurants. They can't um, uh, make an appearance to try to get our beer in the, in the, in the restaurants because they were closed. Um, they were delivery drivers. So they changed their kind of job description. And now we do daily, well, six days a week, home delivery service in Edmonton, Calgary and central Alberta. And that, um, I don't know if I'm going too far on the question here, but um, that's one of the big changes we've made. Um, as well as uh, in the last two weeks, we've been going really hard on hand sanitizer. So that's um, out of a, a community need, like for, first and foremost, and as and and a huge demand um, as well. So those are those are two huge changes, like uh, no restaurant sales, as all, as well as home delivery service and hand sanitizer and stuff and that. Absolutely. You guys all kind of touched on having to lay off staff, having to make significant changes to your businesses there. All that has a mental health toll, I think, and on top of everyone kind of worrying about their health through a pandemic. Do you guys maybe want to talk about how you guys have addressed both your own, per both your personal mental health as well as your staff, or in Monica's case, uh, chamber members who are concerned with that issue. Um, should I, I'll go. Um, it did, I don't know if Riley and me are kind of in the same boat, um, but we, I don't really, um, speaking for myself personally, uh, not much has changed because I don't really get out of the house anyways. <laughs> like I have, I have a young family and, and, uh, I come home and put kids to bed and I'm too tired to do anything else. So I'm basically at home anyway. So um, I, in terms of my, my mental uh, well-being, uh, it's, it's all the posture for our staff. It's, it's like uh, the stresses of, of everybody else that's weighing on me as a, as a business owner and, and how their world is getting impacted uh, around them externally the cool thing is we haven't i didn't really let finish that story but we hired basically back all of our staff since so we we haven't really we've we've we're back to our full normal staff staffing which is huge for us so that's that's such a positive thing for our for our employees um but in terms of other health and wellness and uh assistance programs our benefits plan has has resources for that uh as a third party and and we're always cognizant of just having just more and more talks with our staff and just keeping it light and trying to keep things uh, just as as light as possible. As Hans touched on, it, it can be incredibly difficult uh, 
making sure that everybody else is getting looked after and ultimately uh, speaking for myself I I put myself last a lot of times and that can be a bit of a, a challenge for sure um, I know my wife has stepped up huge in order to make sure that the house is getting looked after the family is getting looked after and she's been absolutely phenomenal in that so that's been huge to be able to take that stress off but the nice weather in the last couple of couple days has been huge as well too to be able to get out in the yard and, and start working on some projects and and some personal stuff in that regards but um, for the first couple of weeks it was absolutely crushing deflating stressful seeing the impact of our staff and the impact of the people in our community as well and wearing that pretty heavily on our shoulders as a as a business and, and what we can do to try and impact and, and help right that but uh, eventually I mean now things are kind of coming around and we're always interacting with our team who aren't on and the ones that are on and just trying to make sure that we're able to have a positive proactive rapport with those and reaching out as much as we can while still trying to maintain what we're doing internally as well as our home life so the personal business lines can get quite blurred with with what we do but it's also our choice for that to happen because we do feel very close to a lot of our our team and feel responsible for them as well so that's our choice to have those lines blurred the way that they are absolutely there and with monica there maybe if this is a good time for if you want to talk a little about the leap initiative and that survey you guys did that identified mental health as one of the key things that local business owners were concerned about at this time yeah for sure so for anyone that hasn't uh hasn't heard leap stands for lacombe economic action partnership and it's basically a subcommittee of the echo lacombe association so uh, there's myself, there's um, Guy Lapointe with the City of Lacombe, there's representatives from uh, Bourbon University as well, and we've over the last four weeks tried to bring in different business owners into the conversation to find out what are people needing in the short term in regards to resources and supports, and then when we get to the the place we're ready to plan for long term what does recovery look like and so we did uh, do a survey here locally of our business community and about 65 of the respondents indicated that they would like some assistance some support specifically with mental health and wellness and how to take care of themselves, how to help support their team. So lots of that same, same kind of information. Um, we did host that session yesterday online with a, a representative from Alberta Health Services here in the central zone. So that webinar is available on the Chamber website. Um, but it definitely was something that came back as, as a high priority for a lot of people. And, I would presume, you know, just listening to to Hans and and Riley talk about how their first goal is to kind of take care of their team. I think probably business owners are are responding from that perspective. You know, their priority is for their staff and their employees, and then secondly for themselves. Um, but you know, now is definitely a time where as leaders we all need to be taking those steps because we need to be 
be healthy and able and strong to continue to deal with the challenges that are going to keep coming over the next few months. Absolutely there. And another, uh, the first webinar that LEAP produced there was on uh, accessing federal and provincial programs that may help medium and small business there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that webinar and what you see in the community in terms of uh, how many people are, not, not obviously not exactly how many people, but the is maybe just the, a percentage or just an idea of the amount of people that are currently looking into those programs and like uh, the CEBA and CREB and so on. Yeah, so we did, we discussed three different programs. One of them was the federal wage subsidy. So at the time of the webinar, they hadn't actually opened the application yet, um, but the wage subsidy was available starting this week on Monday on the 27th. Um, and then we also discussed the tax deferral options. So both uh, the options for deferring the filing of your taxes and for the payment of your taxes if you're owing. Um, and the third one was the Canada Emergency Business Account, which is the federal loan program. So some of the initial feedback, the loan program has been available already probably for about 10 days, maybe even two weeks. And that one's applied for through your existing financial institution. There's, I think, four or five questions that you have to answer. It's a very smooth, easy process. The, the money is coming through to businesses very quickly in most cases. So that was really positive to hear. Um, for the wage subsidy, I haven't spoken with anyone yet who applied starting on Monday uh, and who has their money already. I haven't, uh, haven't chatted with anyone about that, but I am hopeful that the, the turnaround will be just as quick as the business account. And in, in general, I have had conversations with people who are who are for sure going to access every program that they can that's being offered by the federal government. And I've also had conversations with other business owners who essentially, you know, are not really interested in, in taking a loan from the government if they don't have to. And so I think, you know, it, it depends on the position of, of the business um, and uh, maybe what kind of plans um, were in place or how long they've been established. If, if you're a new business, it's not a lot of time to, to work towards having a, a contingency fund that will bring you through this kind of disruption. Um, so I, I think the programs are definitely worthwhile and from a chamber advocacy perspective, we were definitely uh, encouraged to see the federal government increase that initial 10% wage subsidy to the 75. I think that that was a huge win for business. Absolutely. And maybe if our businesses want to touch on whether they've they've looked into any of these programs or if they've been considerations throughout the process of having to change the way you guys do business. For us, we, we have access to the, uh, the government loan. Uh, we are looking into the, uh, the wage subsidy. We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't have a lot of information on that at the moment as to whether or not what hoops and challenges we need to jump through. Um, obviously, this is a, a 
incredibly tough time for a lot of business owners, the government with what they're going through as well too. And uh, a little critical in some regards in the fact that uh, a lot of announcements were coming out, but not a lot of follow-up was coming. So um, I've kind of pushed a few of those things off until we, we get the, uh, the meat and the potatoes of the information to come through before looking too deeply into it. But at the end of the day, um, every business is different and every business's needs are unique. Um, we want to make sure that what we're doing is, is sustainable and that we're not relying on, on other programs and other handouts to maintain our business as much as those are going to be huge benefits to, to, to make it through for us, for sure. But if they don't come or if they run dry, we have to make sure that we're sustainable for what we're doing for ourselves. And, uh, um, we haven't uh, used the wage subsidy program. Um, we were thinking about doing the work share program, um, but like with us having to call back all of our staff, um, we are very thankful for that. So we don't need to do that. Um, we are in a very unique business and uh, compared to a lot of more, I don't know, traditional, I don't know what a traditional business is, but like more trades, trades things and, and oil and gas industry stuff. Um, we are, people still are drinking, if not more. So um, for good and for ill, I would say. Um, so, so we have, we are thinking about getting that, the, the, the loan, the $40,000 loan that, that uh, the $10,000 is, uh, is forgiven after a couple of years, I believe. And um, we're interested in that one, but we, um, at the outset, we're, we're, we're aware of a lot of these programs. We're getting a lot of this information and we're just kind of sitting with some things right now, kind of maybe similar like Riley. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe talking more universally, do you guys, feel that the Canada has done a good job in terms of helping businesses through this? Do you feel like more needs to be done? Like, where do you kind of stand on just the Canadian response to something that all over the world is kind of facing? I think the biggest challenge is trying to get the information out in a consumable content. We've had a lot of staff, a lot of our team have, have had concerns and questions about what EI looks like and, and how many hours they can work and still collect EI and, and any of those kind of um, questions. Obviously they want to make sure that they're looking after their family. And some of those, that information is, is a little difficult to dissect and, and to try and obtain through government. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, there's no way I'd be doing any better in that position given everything on the go right now. So it's, it's really kind of hard for me to be critical beyond just getting the information out to the people and the resources to the people that need them and as quickly as possible. Uh, the rolling out of the 75% wage subsidy, it's taken a little longer than it should have. If we're hiring everybody back a month ago, they need to get paid. So yeah. we don't have a lot of resources and a lot of finances coming in. We still have to pay those people and they're still looking for those paychecks. Ultimately, it's it's us as business owners that are on the line and on the hook for those. So some of the information that's come out has taken a little while to get out. But I think overall, we'll see how everything uh, levels out and where things are at at the end of the day. But it's, it's tough for everybody. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's really important to to remember too, is that um, this is a totally new experience for the business owner, for the charity workers, for government. You know, they've they've never had to lead through a situation like this, exactly like this before either, right? And so they're doing the best they can with the information they have and seeking feedback from the business community, which is positive and you know, listening to groups like the Canadian Chamber and other business advocacy groups. So um, I think, you know, as it's gone along, there have been some improvements and some changes to things that they did roll out, but um, that's a good, good perspective to keep in mind for sure, Riley. Absolutely there. And throughout my conversations with all of you over the last uh, month and a half or so, you've always mentioned uh, all of you have mentioned the Lacombe business community being an important uh, thing to help out your businesses and also your personalized everything. Do you want to talk a little bit about how strong the Lacombe business community has been throughout this process so far? Maybe Monica start on that one. <laughs> well, one, one of the things that I was thinking about is how, um, you know, before this started, our business community has been one where there's a lot of collaboration there's a lot of examples of businesses working together of doing cross promotions of helping each other out um, you know hearing stories about Riley letting another restaurant use his glasses or you know Tyler from home hardware letting people borrow his forklift and just all those little things that happen on a regular basis in our business community that sometimes maybe people don't know about or don't hear about. And it all boils down to relationship. So the fact that there are a lot of those really strong relationships already established within our community, I think will serve us well going through a time of crisis and you know, ideally, this is also a time where maybe people who haven't been engaged before will sort of uh, get on board with that mentality and start to realize, you know, this is really better for all of us if we are working together, we have the same goals. At the end of the day, we want a strong business community in Lacombe, right? That's That's what we all want. But we're not going to get there if the community isn't supporting the businesses by patronizing them and if the businesses aren't at some level working with each other to also provide that support. So I think that will serve us well um, and definitely gives us a, a bit of a, a leg up, I think, maybe on some other communities. So I'm encouraged from that perspective that you know, there are going to be challenges, but um, there's huge opportunity to leverage those relationships and, and a year from now um, be in a really, a really positive position because of that. Absolutely. I think absolutely. Yeah. There's, there has to be a strong foundation in the beginning in order for these relationships and and engagement to continue and, and to continue throughout long after the, this this passes. Um, Blind Man has been a huge 
supporter of us and we've relied on them huge we wouldn't have been here where we are today without their support their knowledge their expertise and everything that we have done as well too their their guidance has been been huge so thank you i mean obviously it shows true to them in the winning the community builder award not too long ago with the alberta small brewers association but there's such a neighborhood environment in in lacombe and it's it's such an outdoors community there's so many walking paths and trails it's it's really easy to meet your neighbors it's it's not a chore to get outdoors and in the community so i think that that is a, a huge foundation for everything else that has has come along um i guess um i we you're you're looking at question number five kind of right todd uh yeah just or, like like i just more so how community has been important to your business throughout this process yeah um yeah like very just echoing all the same things like we're we're in this together uh we've had we've had to rely on a lot of other businesses just uh with with just changing up a lot of our our business models with with needing to stock different products and, and needing to house that in other areas and getting new labels whatever we're reaching out to len thompson and because they do labels and and uh we're we're going to be using them to help them and and uh it, it expedites things quicker whatever we're we're leaning on our neighbors as well and um the hand sanitizer thing that that we want we want to support our neighborhood with that too and 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 uh and make it like have a, like a a posture of of generosity in in in, the, in that uh, new aspect of our business too so um yeah like the community is very very important obviously it's it's a given and we we all know that uh none of us would be here without that right so Absolutely. Well, the community has also been very kind to the Lacombe Express, and we definitely appreciate that. I think this is, that's a good spot as any to kind of wrap this up. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys coming on, on the show. And yeah, it's been a journey for everyone. And I hope that that journey starts slowing down and getting better real quick here. So thank you all for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Thanks Todd. Todd. Thank you.